Fellow nerds, it's Justin from the Credulous Nerds, and I want to welcome you to our first Credulous Nerds minicast, where we try to do a daily episode of 10 to 15 minutes, where we just talk about something that's on our minds or the latest announcements, whether it's books, movies, TV, comics, whatever we feel like our audience would like to hear. We spent some time talking about that and just giving you a daily dose of what we like to talk about and listen to. So today, in our inaugural episode, I thought I would talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi on home video. This was released on March 13th, 2018, for as a digital download. And if you have iTunes or Vudu or Amazon Prime or some similar digital platform, you're able to buy that on March 13th and start watching The Last Jedi at home. And for those that like the physical copies, whether it's Blu-ray or 4K Ultra or just the normal DVD, The Last Jedi will be released on March 27th, 2018. So at the time of this recording, which today is uh, March 24th, this uh, home video will be available Uh, this coming Tuesday. So if you haven't bought the digital download or are waiting for this physical copy, you're in luck as you'll be able to get it at your local retailer on Tuesday. But I ended up buying the digital copy through iTunes on March 13th and spent some time watching it. And a lot of great features. Obviously, there's the, the film that's we saw in theaters. There isn't any new additions or anything like that. It's just the straight up release that we saw in theaters. And great quality, great presentation, sounds awesome. I enjoyed watching it. I've watched it a couple times since I bought it and have enjoyed it just as much as I did in the theater. Uh, But as far as the special features, which is the reason why most people buy the digital copy early, because you're able to to get you know the deleted scenes and, and in this case there were 14 deleted scenes a lot of them were just you know 30 seconds a minute you know pretty short while a couple were more than a few minutes so a uh, good addition there for the home re- video release of the last jedi uh, there were a couple that i liked well i guess there was more than a couple i probably liked 90 percent of them and then there were a couple were like eh, it's fine but Definitely worth getting for the deleted scenes and watching those. There's also a full-length documentary about the making of The Last Jedi. It's called The Director and the Jedi. And I watched that, and it was very informative. I think it helped boost the overall sense of the movie. Like You get to see where Ryan Johnson is coming from and what his perspective is. 
and you get to see a lot of behind-the-scenes moments. Uh, they interview the actors, and you see kind of them filming the show. There's a lot of uh, explanation of why they filmed certain scenes certain ways, that sort of thing. You get to see Frank Oz and his reinvolvement with Yoda and how that scene was shot. And so a lot of great moments in this documentary that's definitely worth the price of the film alone and just watching that it's an hour and a half or so so it's you know full length could be its own movie basically and definitely worth seeing if you get the the digital or the home video there's another shorter sequence another shorter documentary about the balance of the force that talks about the mythology of the force and how Ryan Johnson perceived the Force and how he presented it in The Last Jedi. And that was, uh, for me, very interesting and one of the key parts of this whole presentation, the whole uh, home video release. I enjoyed uh, watching this and uh, just kind of seeing how he perceived the Force and how Rey and Kylo were the new bearers of the force, I guess you could say. It's not a superpower. It was probably the key phrase that they used. The force isn't a superpower, and it shouldn't be used that way. And I think we as fans often start to think of the force as another superpower like Superman has or Green Lantern or something. You know, if you have it, you use it a certain way. But that's not the the role of the force. It's never been the role of the force. If you look back at the original trilogy and even the prequel trilogy, you know, the force was its own character. It has its own place in this star Wars universe. And I think we as fans often forget that. So it was good to be reminded of that while watching that. There's three scene breakdowns that I haven't watched yet, uh, called lighting the spark. It talks about the, the opening space battle, and then Snoke and Mirrors, and Showdown on Crate. Uh, there's another special feature called Andy Circus Live, One Night Only. And I watched this, and you get to see the throne room sequence with uh, Ray, Kylo Ren, and Snoke. And without... Snoke's uh, CG face basically is what it is. You get to see Andy Serkis's performance with the the mocap uh, camera on his face with the dots and everything. And it was cool to see probably 30 seconds of it and then you kind of get bored. Uh, it wasn't that interesting to me, but maybe others will find that interesting. Then obviously uh, there's an audio commentary from... Ryan Johnson, who wrote and directed the film. So I haven't listened to that either, but I'm sure it also expands on, you know, his reasoning for writing the story the way he did and the character development that he had in this film, which a lot of people didn't like. Uh, I didn't mind most of it. Um, we'll get into that later on a different show, but because that would take more than, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to cover that. So, uh, the home video release, The Last Jedi, available now for the digital platforms and then the physical copy this Tuesday on March 27th, 2018. So, 
Highly recommend it. There's going to be different versions as usual with you know home video release nowadays. There's a couple exclusive versions. There's the DVD only version. There's the Blu-ray and DVD. And then there's the Blu-ray and DVD and 4K Ultra version. And then, you know, just all kinds of different packaging. Um, my go-to with the Star Wars lately has been the Best Buy packaging that is the Steelbook exclusive. It has a different artwork on the cover. It's our, you know, metal case. And it just matches well. I've got all other films from the Star Wars saga, you know, episodes one through seven and Rogue One. I've got that Steelbook exclusive version. So I want to keep, you know, the next Star Wars film in that same format. So. I know Target has an exclusive version with, uh, they usually include like a booklet, an art of The Last Jedi, I think it is what it is, you know, 25 pages or so of that art of The Last Jedi book. And then Walmart has an exclusive version. Uh, It's all the same movie with the same features. It's just kind of, you know, how do you want your packaging? You know, how do you want to display it? Which is kind of turning into its own collector's item, right? Um... You want it all to match. You want the version that you want. So I know some fans go out and buy, you know, all versions to display on their shelves. But uh, if you like to do that, great. But that's a little expensive for me to buy the movie over and over and over again. I mean, I buy the the digital copy, which is like twenty dollars, and then to go out and buy the steelbook versions, another twenty dollars. So I think that's plenty to spend on one movie, but. As much as I watch them, it's you know I definitely get the use out of them. But uh, some fans are are a little more hardcore than that, which is just fine. Um, so yeah, the Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Um, if you've seen it, uh, I'm sure most of you have that are listening to this podcast. If you haven't, you should go see it, or at least uh, buy the the DVD or the Blu-ray or the digital copy. Uh, I know it's still in theaters as of this recording. But watching it at home is just a good experience, I think. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, see it and let us know what you think. Uh, We've done a couple review shows back in December and January, I believe, early January, where we talked about what uh, the credulous nerds thought of this film, you know, Mark and I. And we'll probably address it in the future. Um, It's... uh, a controversial movie. A lot of fans didn't like it. A lot of fans did. And there's not much middle ground. I think uh, most fans liked it, but it's not their favorite, I think is what the consensus is from what I'm hearing from the fan community. Uh, I'm kind of in that camp as well. I enjoyed it. It was great to see Luke Skywalker back on the the big screen, having an influence in the story. And I think that's where a lot of the fan criticism comes from, is that you know Luke Skywalker is back, our hero from Return of the Jedi. He vanquished Vader, over, helped overthrow uh, the Emperor, and him and the Rebels won the Galactic War. But now he's in hiding and doesn't want anything to do with, you know, Princess Leia, the Rebellion... The resistance, whatever you want to call it now, you know, he's just kind of off in hiding. And so that's, I think that's the biggest criticism. We're not seeing our hero that we last saw in Return of the Jedi. And admittedly, it's been 
you know, 30 years, a lot can happen in 30 years. And a lot did happen with Luke Skywalker. So I think the knee-jerk reaction is uh, fans were very disappointed. I know I kind of was. But at the same time, I did like the the character arc of Luke. I mean, no one can stay a hero forever. And we kind of saw that with Han Solo in The Force Awakens, where he was, you know, a hero of the Galactic Civil War. But yet... We revisit him in The Force Awakens in Episode 7, and he's kind of this deadbeat dad. You know, he's ran away from his relationship with uh, Leia Organa. He's kind of distanced himself from his son, Kylo Ren, and he's off in hiding. So it's a very similar take on the character of Luke Skywalker, and there wasn't that much of a backlash as we're getting with Luke as there was with Han. So I find that interesting, but... We can talk about that later on our regular podcast with Mark. And But yeah, let us know what you think of Star Wars The Last Jedi, of the special features from this home video release, what you thought of the director and the Jedi, or the balance of the Force, or the different deleted scenes. Uh, my favorite deleted scene was the one where there's a scene where it's basically the third lesson. If we remember in the film that Luke was going to teach Ray three lessons and we only saw two in the film. And this third lesson was that she ran off to help the indigenous people or I guess they're not people, the indigenous creatures that were caretaking the village. And Luke had told Ray that they were under attack and it's just kind of the way of things. You just got to accept it. But Ray with her big heart that she has, wanted to go help them, so she ran off with her lightsaber to go uh, defend the attack. But she gets there, and things aren't what they seem. I won't spoil it for you, but they are not what they seem, and she's mad at Luke, and that's when she kind of decides she wants to leave and you know leave Luke to his, you know, whatever he's doing on that island, his solitary ways. And so she is mad at him, and that's kind of the end of the scene. But uh, that was probably my favorite one. A couple other ones were pretty good. We get to see an extended version of Finn, Rose, and DJ, the the hacker, as they make their way through the super Star Destroyer, you know, Snoke's flagship, to disable, you know, whatever it is they're trying to disable so that they can't be tracked through hyperspace. And so there's kind of an extended scene on that, how they meet up with an old acquaintance of Finn, which actually is Tom Hardy, you know, from Batman, The Dark Knight Rises. He played Bane in that, and he was playing Venom in the upcoming Venom movie, but he was a stormtrooper in that scene, so look for that. And then, and then one of my favorite deleted scenes from this release is there's a an extended fight scene or just an alternate take of the fight scene between Captain Phasma, the Silver Stormtrooper, and Finn. We get to see it a little more drawn out, a little more dialogue. And I wish they would have somehow edited these two scenes, you know, the one that's in the film, as well as this deleted scene. I wish they would have edited them together so that it's a longer scene. Because we definitely got shortchanged on Phasma in this movie. And that was a a complaint from me is 
You know, they built up Phasma to be this really great fighter. She has a backstory that's been told in comics and in a full-length novel of building up how great she is. But yet she has like five minutes, maybe, of screen time. And they definitely need to address that. Uh, Personally, I think Phasma survives this. I mean, she survived the last uh, movie where the whole base, Starkiller base, blew up. And obviously we thought she was dead, but she's back. And I think they can do a similar thing with her. That would be kind of a running joke where, you know, no matter what you do, she still survives. And she's escaping these cataclysmic events. And she keeps coming back. But if they do that, they need to give her, like, a good story. You know, give her some good screen time. And they kind of did that with this deleted scene. Uh, But in the end, Finn still beats her and escapes. So I thought that was a great deleted scene. It added more depth to the character of Phasma, and I liked that. Yeah, check it out. Let us know what you think. And uh, if you have any topics for the future that you want the credulous nerds to address definitely send us an email at thecredulousnerds at gmail.com or you can comment on our facebook posts on our group our facebook group the credulous nerds um, you can always reach out to us via twitter or instagram as well uh, credulous nerds and we want to hear from our audience and we want to hear what you guys are interested in and we'll definitely you know talk about those things because i'm sure we're interested in them as well We're interested in the major franchises, you know, Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Comics, Marvel Comics, uh, the movies, uh, The X-Files, The Upside Down with Stranger Things, Harry Potter, Harry Dresden, you know, all kinds of things, all of those major ones. But we also have some interest in the less lesser known franchises as well. So let us know what you're interested in and we'll definitely take a look at those to talk about them as well. So I want to thank you for joining me justin on this inaugural daily mini cast i guess you could say of the credulous nerds where we just spend a few minutes talking about what we like to talk about and in this case it was star wars the last jedi home video release so thanks for joining me and we'll catch you next time